it's weird, y'all. I Justin and I have been gone from Polygon for eight days now, as as at the time of this recording. I swan to John. I can feel myself getting better at and just generally knowing more about sports. That's so strange. The longer I go, oh, I thought you were gonna say video games. Better. I thought you were no. saying gonna say better at first-person shooters. Um, I mean, that is a thing too. I'm getting better at first-person shooters. My body's becoming stronger. Like I'm finally after leaving the games industry where I worked for a decade, my muscles have started coming back from their atrophied state. And just like, Mm -hmm. I know the names of a lot of baseball players and teams and I can throw a baseball way faster. So, and, and is it just nonstop sex now or I mean, I don't like talking about my bedroom stuff, but realistically, yeah, that's a kind of sport, isn't it? So take, take from Mm. that what you, from that what you will. So, My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the month. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of April the month. My name is Chris Plant, and I know the best video game ever. My name is Ross Frustick, and I know the best game of the week. Uh, yeah, welcome to the Besties, where we talk about <laughs> <laughs> the latest and greatest in sports news and hockey uh, the playoffs are. What do you guys come swing. down on the Pete Rose thing? Oh, oh let him in. <laughs> let him. <laughs> let Pete in. Let Pete in. We placed yeah. a few bets. We all been there. Um, the yeah, just let Pete in, and we talk about popcorn, new flavors, uh, and but this and video games. But this m- month, it's a lot more about video games than usual. You know, they have come such a long way. Since the original Pac-Man. I'm so sorry, but before we get off popcorn, because that's where we left it off in the previous episode, um, Old Bay as a popcorn flavor. Yeah, you're interesting. Go on. I have Uh, no idea what Old Bay tastes like. It tastes like Maine or Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore is very proud of Old Bay. smell of Baltimore on your popcorn. If you pried up the wood of an old shrimp boat and then ran that over a cheese grater. Mm. You know, when I briefly dated Dame Judi Dench, I told everybody she was my Old Bay. Yeah. (laughs) I I have a follow-up question. Um, Picture, you know those try Uh tins of popcorn that come in like three flavors? Mm. Uh, Picture that but it's actually like the revol- like the spinning part of a revolver. Ah. Oh. Which which of those parts would you like it to fall on? Wait, assuming that it would have to be uh, shot so wait, into wait, your wait, mouth. Wait, you're you're talking about a popcorn gun that has maybe six It's a popcorn gun, popcorn but it's the size if it's like the barrel or the revolver okay. part is like okay. a foot You're talking wide. about popcorn Russian roulette. What's the best? scenario yeah. oh, that it so lands different on. flavors in each oh you didn't clarify that that it's one of those well, drums it, it, that it's has always like three different flavors. flavors they have that it's, it's like not a spr- always sometimes uh, you have just one flavor no that's chaos okay if i could is this the fucking intro or yeah, is this so, the show i'm this is the show now this, this is, is the how show. it's gonna go this if i was gonna end. if i was gonna marry fuck kill this popcorn equation i would yeah. say 
marry the cheese because I could eat an, an infinite amount of that. Oh, fuck, gross. fuck the caramel because I want that very badly, but only a small amount of it. Kill the sure. regular. Get out of here, regular. I don't. Why are you here? What yeah. are you doing here? I don't even know why they bother. Why? Why did Griffin bother fucking the caramel corn? That's the question on everybody's lips. Uh, <laughs> we want to talk about the video games of May. Uh, towards the end of the show, I'm assuming we'll talk about. Maybe the we could do April first because April. We didn't, this is the one yeah, that we're actually April. doing. God May Almighty. hasn't happened yet. We just missed April entirely. So April is the month that we're talking about. Um, uh, so does anybody have any honorable mentions? I'd like to start with one if that's okay with everybody because it didn't come out in April, and it and it might have come out many many years ago. But I started playing. Uh, we were on. Uh, we were up in um, the Midwest on tour this past weekend, and I started playing this game on my iPad called Dream Quest, and it oh, is no. a roguelike deck building game. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, that it, it has been out for a few years, and the look. I'm sending you all a, a screenshot. If you could just pop that open oh. real quick and just look at it real quick in the Skype. Yeah, um, that's what it literally looks like. I thought Justin was playing a game he made on the airplane next to me. <laughs> it is the single worst looking game I've ever played in my I, entire I, life. I, I would also say I already forgot the name of the game. Dream because Quest. Because it was that Quest. generic. Dream you Quest. So Dream you, Quest. you uh, go into the dungeon, which is like a, on a, on a grid-based thing, and you uh, go through this sort of maze-like structure looking for enemies. You're looking at other elements in this screenshot, I can tell. Um, that you're looking for enemies. When you run into them, you play like sort of a card game against them, and uh, you level up your character. You find treasure chests that have new cards. Um, it's just really brilliantly balanced. If you look at the iOS reviews of this game, it is incredibly, like, rabid. People talk about playing this game for hundreds upon hundreds of hours and i completely get it at first i almost insta deleted it because i opened it and i was like oh my no fucking way no yeah, you can't way. even do pixel art no it's, it's not great it's, it's, it's ms paint like this is like the early days of shockwave though like free online games this is make this makes me so happy that a game yeah. can become popular again with like line writer art um, um, but it's 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 uh oh, if you like that kind of thing the roguelike deck building thing it's basically like you do a run and then you get uh maybe like an achievement for number of monsters killed or number of steps taken or whatever or killing a certain enemy that makes your next run a little bit better and you have different classes you can go in with that feel very different there's like a, a thief who ever, after every eight battles they can find a hidden treasure chest and the warrior can smash through walls of the maze so you can like find shortcuts to the to the end if you or, or to like health power ups if you wanna uh you're did you, you play know, uh did you play Slay the Spire that that uh deck building RPG I brought no, a couple but I've months heard ago? Some comparisons to that it's for sure. Fucking excellent. I think if you dig this you'd like that. Okay. Um I it's, it's just I on did, Steam though, right? Uh yes for now. I bet it it seems like a good fit for mobile. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. 
You want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, speaking of mobile, I played a mobile game for the first time in forever. I played Florence, which uh, I believe Allegra wrote about at Polygon. And uh, it's like a, it's a sort of a narrative adventure game that uh justin and i were talking about it right before we started recording because we both played it during this show and i gave you all my great insights then yeah the it well justin go ahead and share your great insights well no it's you have to set it up first i i mine is a criticism what's cool about it is that it tells this story about a young woman named florence and this uh this relationship that she gets into and how it sort of impacts her creative life and it tells tells that story through like really neat ways of interpreting story beats through like game mechanics and so uh for example and i guess this is like a slight spoiler because it's not a long game at all uh there's a bit where she's going on a first date and in order to like have a conversation you put together these little speech bubbles that are made up of different puzzle pieces so there's like six puzzle pieces and you snap them together and then she says something on this date but as the conversation goes on there are fewer and fewer puzzle pieces which represents like the idea of when you're going on a date and getting to know somebody like it gets easier and easier to talk to them like really clever that's like all the game is just that uh these these very sort of clever ways of 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 turning these relatable ideas into game mechanics i i found it very charming if not the most like a original story uh okay. ever, ever told drop the hammer justin now griffin kind of touched on it. it it is a very cool it's like a very cool experiment in telling a story and, and, and hitting the emotional beats through, like, in the same way that you would use music uh, to pick up the pace if you were trying to elicit the sense of, um, you know, uh, joy Tension or slow, or, yeah. the, so, slow the pace down, um, bring it into a minor key to make it, like, scary or sad. Um, this really uses the the mechanics of video games uh, to communicate the undercurrent of the story. There's like, um, a, uh, I'll give you a good example. There's a section, there's a little bit, it happens a couple times where you're like stuck on a train or a bus and you're flicking through Instagram or, or Twitter photos, you know, some sort of undisclosed social messaging service. And it's like, you don't even see most of the image you just see like the retweets uh, the retweet button and the like button and you flip through them that way just like 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 retweet like 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 and it's like you're not even registering what the image is because you can't see it you're just sort of mechanically going through and it's like that is also parallel uh, to the 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 sort of emotional experience that's being communicated by that portion there's a ton of really smart stuff like that um i i i do wish the story was uh a little bit sort of less well trod but i can see how if you're trying to do something really interesting with like storytelling 
you maybe wouldn't want to reinvent the wheel vis-a-vis what the what the actual structure of the narrative is. Yeah, but it's we like can't all it's be like, David Cage. It's like Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like three bucks. It's 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 a good pickup. I also uh, on this last tour played a lot of Hearthstone new expansion. Mostly, it came out with a new single player mode called Monster Hunt, which is a lot like the I think it's called Dungeon Run mode, where you go up against different bosses and you like build a deck as you fight through different bosses and you find these permanent treasures that sort of change the rules of the game as you go um and this monster hunt mode is neat because instead of playing as the nine established classes that uh have always been in hearthstone you play as these characters with like new powers and kind of hybrid decks so there's like one that has rogue cards and hunter cards um and i found it really compelling i played it uh, a lot I, I beat it a couple times with a couple of the different characters uh so it, it uh hearthstone continues to surprise me at how many fucking times it has pulled me back in like 15 times have i returned to hearthstone after saying like i think i'm done with hearthstone hmm. um i wanted to bring to honorable mentions a game that uh came out after april sorry but uh, it's also a game that we probably wouldn't do ordinarily. It's Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which came out on a platform known as the Wii U uh, like four years ago or something like that. Uh, I love, I don't know how you guys feel about Donkey Kong Country games, but I have very strong nostalgic memories and fondness for them. And I think both of these games, but Tropical Fe- Freeze in particular, because the original donkey kong country returns came out on wii and it was very good but it i don't know felt a little unambitious in parts like it just Mm. kind of felt like it was retreading and donkey kong geez the names i keep forgetting Uh, tropical freeze is the new one which just came re-released on switch um i did not like they were branching out a bit more which i I did not i did not even know that this happened i did not know this got re-released i never played this on on wii u so it is so ridiculously good is it okay it really it really is it's like i think it's one of the better platformers made in forever Uh, no i mean i don't i don't think it's on the level of like a mario platformer like i don't it's just totally different games i think like that's the thing is for a donkey kong game which is like a weird difficulty, really heavy weightiness. I mean, you have to completely abandon the feel of what a platformer is because it doesn't aspire to be like Mario, which is why I like sure. it. Um, well, I would, I would also add, like, I think what it doesn't do that Mario does very well is constantly, constantly remix the ways that you sort of experience the world. Whereas this, I think it's more about like, oh, there's a new enemy type, or oh, there's a new, like, platforming, like, mechanic, but by and large, like, the core gameplay stays pretty consistent. Sure. Um, uh, oh, I totally uh, so disagree. I want, really? I want, you don't we think so? We should have brought this game. Um, I mean... I'll, what well, are you I'll talking about now? Fuck it. Yeah, but what I, what I think is really interesting about it is Mario does the... And I'm not the first person to point this out with this game, but Mario does the very slow, like, here's one thing, and the next level, here's another thing, and the next level is... Uh, the combination of them and it, it's very carefully paced well i feel like donkey kong will do like three in one level it will drop three things and then it'll forget them for four stages and then out of nowhere they'll all be back halfway through another level yeah but ten, time, the, 10 times harder yeah the, the other thing that i i really 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 like about it that mario straight up just doesn't do is uh, uh, freeze has like a lot of interest in world building 
And that's yeah. not to say like, oh, full on, you know, Half-Life style. But its environments are really rich and really interesting and playful and not... Mario is fantastic, but sometimes I feel like it's so obligated to the imagery of the franchise that sure. it ha- it gets really it's stuck in it. It's kind of locked into that. And that's that. why, uh, what is it, the city was so fun in the most recent Mario because it had some breathing room. Um, yeah. Where Tropical Freeze, I mean, it goes nuts on on which directions it wants to go with there should be a a video on polygon.com's youtube page all about the small details that make this game so lively and Mm. interesting to look at Mm. um by the time this episode goes up so keep an eye out for that i I remember dan Um, Riker fighting very hard to get the music from this on the giant bomb best of list is is it is it still hold up yeah it's excellent, I, I, I think. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I wasn't super plugged into the music, but it seemed pretty good. I, I, I do love Donkey Kong Country music in general, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised. I will say it's good enough that I was playing it on uh, my flights to and from New York last week, and I usually just, you know, use that time to catch up on podcast and had my headphones in for the first however many minutes and then never ended up taking them out just because I was mm. really, really enjoying it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's like so many of these other Wii U games. It makes me so happy that these games, it, like, you can tell when you play this game, the team, like, put their heart and soul in it. And I can only and imagine no one how, it yeah, how crappy that felt at the time. And now to, like, get a second shot and be portable and be all these other things, um, it's great. And I, and I do think I, I loved those Donkey Kong games when I was a kid. But I think these are just so much more playable. Um, I think it's really hard to go back to DKCs um, where this is forgiving enough that it doesn't feel unfair. Mm. Um, Before we get into talking about our big, big games that we're bringing, should we talk about what we're doing with besties now or do we want to save that for the end? I think we can do it now. Yeah. Yes. Let's Uh, do it now. Okay. Well, so what are we doing? I forget. (laughs) So, last, I remember, uh, we're going to be just doing an annual episode after yeah. this episode. Great. So... Now, who should they tweet out if they don't like that? If they well, want Justin, to do something different. Mac- at Justin at McElroy. At Fresh Dick, if you don't enjoy Justin's that It was Justin's idea. <laughs> um, is, this, is this really our explanation, or are we going to edit this out and come at it a little better? Uh, I mean, what? I, here's what I'm gonna say: is like we basically, can talk about what, why. I mean, there's very good yeah. reasons we don't like each other. <laughs> like as people, <laughs> it's been it's it's so obvious. That's not fun. true. No, we we all love each other. It's just it's just a matter of you know we like getting together and talking about games, but uh, we're, all of our schedules are very busy this time of year, really all year uh, th- at this point, and we're all working on different things. And uh, we thought. What better excuse to come back together at the end of the year and have a nice showdown as usual? Those so, episodes I'll, are the most fun anyway, and we'll, they are. We'll really and go listen to by a an a enormous margin, <laughs> um, and we'll do a good job with them. You know, we'll come out and we'll do like a full blown, what like you know eight what? hour long episode. Well, let's promise an I'm, eight hour long episode I'm right gonna now. I'm going to volunteer Justin McElroy's house. And yes. we'll all go oh there. Oh my and god! We did a video episode. one at one time. We did that two was great, video right? ones. That was fun. We should just yeah. Uh, we we uh, we like recording the besties, but honestly, it's a lot to keep up with the latest game, the latest and greatest games. I mean, how many months have we had? Times where like I don't know. I haven't 
We're like we're like rushing to play games at the end of the month because we're like we, two and a half weeks late on this and have had to reschedule it twice. Yeah. So I think that's evidence of yeah. So we like doing it um very much, but it's just it is hard to get all of us around a mic and then edit and play all the games and everything. So but one look, if you listen to the end of the year episode ten minutes at a time, you could stretch it out all the way across the year. Mm. That's fine. Mm. But oh, I think the important thing is that we did tell you what was happening this time. Which yes. is a step forward for the best it days, is. which growing. tends to disappear like Brigadoon into the mist <laughs> and then reappear without explanation. So um, <laughs> we're happy. That so that I'm glad we time. did that because now it's going to bring a sort of uh, gravitas <laughs> to yes. all of our discussions of the <laughs> many, many great games of April. Uh, can I talk about Labo? I wish you'd talk about Labo. Labo, Labo. Uh, it's definitely yeah. Labo. La Labo or, or Labo? It's, La- Labo sounds. Labo, it's the Nintendo right? Labio. I don't know what the problem no, is. Uh, it's not that for sure. Uh, so I kind of dunked on this thing when it first got announced. Even though everybody was really excited about it, I was being really crotchety about this when it got announced because it just seemed like a bunch of cardboard that Nintendo was charging you a lot of money for. Mm. And I'm here to announce I was wrong. It comes with a, a game cartridge as well. So it's not just the cardboard in the box. It is the game cartridge. And the other thing I was wrong about is that it's very fun. And I <laughs> like it very much. And in the very best sort of Nintendo way, it feels kind of magical when you're when it all is is finished. So let me I'm going to give you a, 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 it, this at a microcosm, right? One of the things you put together is a radio control car. It's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. It looks like a little uh, robotic ant, I, I guess, is a way you could describe. There's like six little legs that, that come down, and then you attach your Joy-Cons to either side of the thing. And there's it took like 10 minutes to put together. There are step-by-step instructions in the game where you say, I'm putting together the RC car. And it gives you like, not just step-by-step instructions, fully 3d rendered. You can turn them around on the fly. See it from every angle. You cannot get confused doing this. It is like so blatantly obvious. Exactly. Yeah, what you I should spent be doing a lot of time, time building like Ikea furniture in the last six months. And there are definitely times in, when you're building Ikea furniture when you're like, I have no idea what I'm right. even looking at. And, it's not- and being able to like <laughs> rotate the 3D version of it would be a lifesaver. But you can't because it's just a stupid piece of paper. Yeah. And, the, the, uh, and so I finished putting the thing together. This one took all of 10 minutes. And when I got done, I put the little remotes in it and I started up the the game that is connected to it. But it's really more... Like, toy is more accurate. You're not, like, there's no goals or anything. You're just kind of playing with your little toy. Um, and it just kind of worked. It, the 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 Joy-Cons rumbled in such a way that made the legs move. And it doesn't go in a straight line. It kind of roams around a little bit. But if you hold <laughs> in the button on the screen, uh, you know, you control control which one is rumbling by holding the uh, the screen part and pressing blue or red and then it just kind of rumbles and if you hold both of them at the same time it'll go forward and there is a cardboard antenna that you punch out and slide into the tabs where the joy cons were removed that Mm. goes on the screen to make it look like there's a like you're holding a sort of like that's not doing anything remote control no it's doing nothing 
How that's the most Nintendo ass shit. It really is. It's yeah. like and and also this is so cool. There's like a little uh, monochromatic readout from the yeah. IR camera. That's the craziest part. It tripped part to me. me out. I was like, where is it pulling this from? I had no idea it was even capable of that. It is and the grainy as all hell. It looks like Sewer Shark. Yeah. On Game Boy. And uh, but it's still like well it gives you a little read. It looks out of like what the Game the... Boy camera. Did you ever yes, use that? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That's the quality. Um, but it uh, but it like worked. And my uh, my daughter and I have done that, and we've done the uh, fishing rod, um, which is so cool. I mean, it feel it even feels kind of good. Like once you've got it all put together, like it doesn't feel cheap. I mean, for something made out of cardboard, it feels pretty solid. Like you, it, it could handle some play, and the parts that are going to get uh, a little wear and tear. Um, there's a little uh, cardboard tab that you put in to make a clicking noise when you use the rod and reel, and they have a replacement for those because that's going to get worn out. They have, like, replacement rubber bands for the for the rod and reel. But, like, once you're done with the rod and reel, there's a, a sort of stand that has a spool inside of it. And so you can pull on the... Uh, when you pull on the fishing rod it pulls the line out of this little stand and it's on a rubber band. So it re pulls it back in as you let go of it. And then a string that is exactly the same color as the one on your toy is represented on the screen. So like, it looks like you are pulling a, an actual fishing line that is underneath the water and it bobs up and down when you move the stick up and down and it, uh, you know, reels in and out and, it just is so neat, um, and, and I, I, it's it's really a delight. I the one thing I will say is, my daughter is probably she is three and a half, and she is probably too young, yeah, to 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 focus on it. She likes it when it's done, and and what they what I will say is that like, um, they break the construction on the ones that aren't the RC car. They break the construction into steps, so after like ten minutes or so, it says like, hey, that's the end of this sort of round you're safe to, uh, you know, put stuff away and kind of come back to it later if you want. Because the rest of them that aren't the RC car, they can take like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, the, I think piano, the piano, the piano, the piano takes a while. It's like an yeah. hour and a half. Uh, and I haven't even messed around with the, uh, I mean, I didn't even buy the robot thing. I hear that's like a multi-day sort of project. So um, if you have, I think, kids who are a little older, like up, up six, seven, eight, in that neck of the woods and older, um, or, you know, you just want to do something that's fucking relaxing. Um, the, uh, I, I really, I, I was bowled over by how just really neat it was. It's just a really cool sort of thing. I'm very, I am, I am jealous that Henry is not of an age. Cause I don't, I don't know that I would get a lot out of this just doing it myself it seems really cool and it actually seems like the kind of thing that i could be into but i know that it would be so much better if i was like sharing it with somebody but henry at this age he would just destroy it in a way that would make the experience not pleasurable at all for me yeah he would he would, he would moisten it with his many <laughs> fluids he produces it's a it's a it's a cool thing um and 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 i think honestly like if you have this disposable income and you're an adult, I, it's it's not unenjoyable to to put it together. I found very satisfying, even when my daughter had sort of lost interest. I still very much enjoyed the folding, and and even though I was having to kind of rush through it to try to keep her interest, um, and to make components of a fishing rod seem like a fun thing, 
Like, oh, yeah. look, it's, look, sweetie, it's a third of a fishing rod. We uh, are we having a good time? Um, but she does enjoy the finished product. We've had a lot of fun with it. So, so I think my the part that makes me interested is not here yet, which is to say, and this probably still exists. I just haven't looked. The community creating things out of like oh an dude, Amazon like that, a standard Amazon that box. is absolutely already happening. Yeah, There's I absolutely really people making in. some buck wild shit with with the I forget what the like studio mode is called where you can like yeah. make your program your own shit. Um, but I have seen some some wild stuff that people have started making with this. It's like and, full, and it's like full blown Lego Mindstorms already. Yeah, that's cool stuff. I'm I'm down with that. I, it'll be interesting to see how they support it and whether I don't know how well it's sold. Like I don't know if it's like stacking up in toy stores all over the country because no one bought it. But it seems I'd like be... kind of a sleepy launch. I will say, like they have not been yeah. hitting it really hard. Um. It'll be interesting. I also think in the holiday season when people are like, well, I don't want to buy my kid just a video game. I want to get them something that's like quasi-educational. Yeah, So this would be the opportunity to do that. You know what's weird, though? It seems like even from its announcement, Nintendo has been uncharacteristically pretty cash about it. Like, I remember even when they announced it, they were like, it's a new way to play with games if that's what you're into. Well, I think it's because they were going for, like, a very, very, very broad, like, casual audience. Like, for example, they didn't send early copies of it to any, uh, like, gaming outlets. Very few outlets got it early. So, and they were mostly, like, you know, the Time magazines of the world, like, that equivalent. So, I think that's why you haven't seen it, is... Because, you know, they went for like, I hope we get like a big splash in the New York Times. Um, So I I also I know the switch has been selling well. I don't know that it necessarily has the penetration like a lot of the people that I would have normally recommended this to um, were, were not people who are already switch owners. And like I said, I know this has been doing really well. I don't think it has like the if this was something for not hit uh wii u numbers yet as an interesting right point. like if, if this was for the wii where it's like everybody already has it um i think it that would it, blow up yeah. yeah i think it might be um but like the, the other cool thing about it is like it's not timely in any way right like yep. nintendo didn't break the bank manufacturing this so it, you know maybe it's something although the the boxes are large so that's gonna be like tough keeping that in retail but uh as something to just like pick up in a little bit like why not um, yeah, yeah and really the really neat. cool the really cool thing is that now it's done and it's out they can make a game you know what i mean like for the switch they can make a game for it to play do you know what i'm talking well, about like yeah, now that it's out they that's, can do a game right. that's kind of why i was so thrilled about donkey kong because there had been so little coming out for it's so been a long bit. it's been like a little bit it's, i still love it's, it still love it it seems it. like Just, even you would think the first year would be the slowest, but this last like four months in Switch time seems like the slowest by far. And I think a lot of that is like it's also not getting like as many. It's getting still a lot of like good indies, but not. It doesn't feel like it's as many. Maybe I don't know. Um, it's just been a little slow. Uh, need the next that uh, big... need, need that Stardew Valley multiplayer to come come right. out on Switch. So that that'll happen. And, uh, Dead Cells, I think, is still on its way still coming uh mario tennis comes out in june i think yeah. so i Warriors, just you know for all of hyrule warriors is War. a week or so please clap for hyrule warriors <laughs> please love <laughs> it enthusiasm um, russ you want to do your game yeah 
it's been a while since i played it um yeah. so my game is minute it is a game designed by um the uh, guy behind super crate box and um loof trousers and what's their big game that everyone loves? nuclear throne nuclear throne thank you was like the the big breakout one for them um and he uh is an awesome game designer and he worked with a team of folks to make uh okay so uh, picture zelda like original zelda og zelda and unlike in zelda where you have hearts and you die uh here you only have 90 60 seconds i was gonna say 90 seconds and that just goes against everything you have 60 seconds and after that that's 60 the seconds, sequel you... the sequel minute and a half <laughs> minute and a half uh after that 60 seconds you die and you start from scratch now not fully from scratch because you get uh basically any items you picked up or any information that you gleaned obviously you still have so the idea is to sort of leapfrog in that 60 seconds to make as much progress as possible so let's say you start out with nothing and then in the first 60 seconds you're running around and you find a sword on the beach when you respawn you've still got that sword and now you can run directly to the wall of trees that you can now cut down because you have that sword so you then progress further um where the game gets neat where i really like it is when they play with you and time in interesting ways so uh very early on there's a turtle at a lighthouse that you start talking to and the turtle predictably talks very very slowly so you basically spend your entire life talking to this turtle to it's learn very good a secret which is very funny like it's it's and they and they play with a lot of that stuff um and you know by and large it's not a very long game at all i think it took me probably an hour maybe an hour and a half to finish um but there's like a bunch of secrets to uncover there's like a lot the map has like a lot of like nooks and crannies to find and there's like a, a lot of charm to it um they, they all the characters like have like a lot of like personality and are like goofy and funny and memorable and it uh, you know what it reminds me of is Link's Awakening. Uh, yeah. I feel like Link's Awakening had like a lot of like goon goofy cast of characters and the art style definitely kind of follows that as well. Um so yeah, I really liked it. I put it on Steam. Um I don't remember what other platforms it on it, it is on. Uh, I know it's not on Switch even though it would be a nice fit on Switch. It's on PS4 um, and Xbox. Also. It's on PS4 and probably Xbox maybe. It is. Um I I was really looking forward to this game and played it and the concept i adore yeah um i was really disappointed in the length of it because it is it is such a cool concept and they do um i, I guess to its credit it does each of these like clever ideas and how it uh like handles the the minute long limitation uh it, it does have like a, a decent amount of those ideas represented and it does each one once so you're not it doesn't feel it feels respectful of your time in that way sure. but i was i was so in love with the the idea of the game and the execution of the game and i was really having a, a really good time with it um and then it was just over and the ending is very abrupt i think like super super abrupt and i was i, didn't I was, find it that abrupt the it, uh, yeah i think it's pretty i think it's a little i don't know i guess taster's taster's choice um but it 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 for me it just kind of like ended and i thought that there was going to be a lot a lot more to it and i was i was pretty bummed out about that but i think that i mean i guess the silver lining way of looking at that is that 
it's because the game was very good and I was having a very good time with it and very disappointed that it just kind of, that it just kind of ended. But, sure. um, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of my takeaway. There is like a new game plus mode where you have, uh, I think like 40 seconds. Am I making that up? Oh, I don't know. I haven't played the new game. Plus. You have, mode. uh, you have fewer hearts that you start out the game with and it is just generally much harder. I will say I, I enjoy watching speed runs of this game too, cause they've got it down to like under seven minutes is wow. the current record yeah that's cool um and it's really neat to watch all the little optimizations but i just wish it was a little a little beefier yeah yeah that's fair the new game plus one's pretty different if you're if you're looking for more i would poke at it i i don't know i i i thought it was right link but i'm also at that point where uh i like things that are really short but overall i just i just like how um i think this is kind of what you're poking at too griffin how well thought out every detail is. It feels like a very edited game. And I don't yeah. feel like you yeah. get a lot of those very often. I feel like usually uh, all the fat is left on the bone. And I appreciate how, I don't know, it just feels very clean and crisp uh, in a way that not, not many games do. Um, there's a, there's a way of looking at it through my criticism of maybe it is the right length and I just it's that longing that makes me think it's not the right length but that if it was longer the the shtick would instant instantly overstay its welcome yeah, yeah. Um, and and it doesn't it definitely doesn't do that so that's a good thing um, I just man I really liked it I guess I guess I liked it then huh you turned around con- on you've convinced it. what me. happened <laughs> wow this is why it's good that we talk about these games on the besties um. I liked Minute. I thought it was neat. I I I didn't finish it. Maybe I should go back and finish it. I just wasn't. See, to uh, me, that's not a big endorsement of its quality because yeah, it's, it's not a hard short. game to so finish. No, I just you. I got a little. Um, I, I I like games that look a little bit nicer than this, like Dream Quest. And <laughs> oh my I, gosh, I. Uh, <laughs> I found myself not knowing what to do next a lot of the time. And like it, it, uh, I think I just <laughs> was kind of, that wasn't a joke. Um, and then, no, it was so a joke. I it's an adventure game and that's the whole point. Yeah, I know. But like, I, yeah, it I really, kinda... actually, that's a good point. Cause it's funny. Cause you do love that genre, but it really, parts of it do feel like, why is that? Like this weird rabbit is talking to me and he's asking me for something like, I don't know where to go. I do yeah, like that. That was kind of like classic that. I'll give you an example. Stuff. There's like a, uh, there was a bit, I know the bit I stopped at. Somebody was like, I need this plant that grows near snakes. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to wander around and look for it. That sounds boring because I only get 60 seconds to do it, but I, fine, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. That's not being fair. I, I think I that, I think that. it's I, I, my, I disagree with that because I think that the, it actually makes this idea of fetch quest more exciting. Cause then it feels like I gotta find these fucking snakes. Where are the fucking snakes? Oh my God. Do I, yeah. I think I hear snakes. I'll come back in my next life. <laughs> I'll get you next um, time snakes. I did. I did hit one point where there was like a character I had to like rescue or something that, uh, it's funny. I tried to do a video of the game. It was me and Simone, and it, it was, that was the exact point I was at. And I probably went through thirty cycles, uh, just unable to find this fucking character. And that was a big bummer. But I, I, that was literally the only. That was the only. I guess it padded the length of the game for me by nearly a half hour. So that's good. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of kind of frustrating. But I I really enjoyed like being being lost because unlike a lot of uh, games to try to do this thing. Like I think the, the pressure of the, of the time limit, it kind of makes everything more fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. So, should we talk about the mm. game? The biggin. Chris and I are going to do it together because i hated it and he no that's not true uh yeah can, can you guys do like role play where one of you is atreus and one of you is kratos yeah i'll be the boy uh oh uh, i don't like it good but i want to love you i i <laughs> love you i love you daddy but i'm a big piece of shit just kidding i love you and i want to do a good job but fuck you dad What's Let's God of War? Start, that is my favorite. If I, if I had to choose one thing that I loved about God of War, and there are many things, Atreus turning into a little shithead. The scamp, yeah. Oh, man. that that mm, I loved that part. 
Has anybody um, gotten? Has there been a hot take article where David Jaffe takes a dump on this new God of War yet? I kept expecting <laughs> it to make the rounds, and I kind of thought that it would just happen, like I would will it into existence because I wanted it so bad. And then I don't think it came together. Yeah, he said. I definitely read a tweet of his where he said it didn't have enough good South Park humor in it, and <laughs> um, we're talking about God of War and uh. Chris, you want it's like one of the best games ever made. Chris, you want to talk about it? Oh, sure. I'll I'll give the 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 brass tacks. Um, remember old God of War? Well, what if they took that and they removed uh the the orgy bathtub uh scenes? Is it bathtub? Is it a hot tub? That's probably closer to it. I f- I did find the secret orgy scene. The, oh, um, you found you f- it. You yeah. did. Yeah, it's, Does he, uh, please tell me he gets rid of Atreus before that scene happens. <laughs> yeah, he says, "Boy, wait outside. I have dad stuff to do." Oh, um, yeah, it, it plays. It's it's God of War, um, with very 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 light, uh, Dark Souls inspired melee <coughs> combat, uh, but not even close to as difficult. Um, and I I don't know. I would say it's more Tomb Raider than Uncharted in that. Um, it's not as obsessed with environmental storytelling or stopping the game for like 15 minutes to have flashy cutscenes. For um, me, it was more uh, if we're if we're just talking about like mechanically and feel like it yeah. was way more uh, like Batman, the Arkham, oh, Arkham games. More really? Than yeah, that's kind of how it hit for me. Yeah, I sort of see that. Yeah. Huh. Isn't yeah, that interesting in the, in the sense Cor- of like, yeah, Corey Bar. Uh, I was going to say Balrog, but that's, <laughs> that's that's the other one. I'm sure he gets that a lot. Corey Barlog uh, was most recently the um, cinematic director on the Tomb Raider series, and this has no, no cinematics or cutscenes whatsoever. So, like, that's what he learned about the cinematic <laughs> process. Is like, actually, fuck these. No, but you realize, like, the whole game is a cinematic. Like, yeah, I guess you, you understand. One hundred percent. There's like, obviously an implication in that 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 it is not interactive. This like, is this is this is fascinating. No, I, sure. uh, us us talking about me and Chris having sort of disparate ways of comparing it to games and not, not, none of them really fitting very well. I think is actually I don't think I appreciated this while I was playing the game. While I was playing it, I was just like this is a fucking great game with like cool combat and shit. But I didn't really appreciate that like it does feel it may not look super original in terms of like combat and and mechanics, but in thinking back on it like yeah, I actually think it is. I don't know yeah. that we've necessarily seen anything quite like it before. Well, I, yeah, and I think oh I think it's one of those weird things where it's that and also everything is like it because they went, it feels like they went uh, buffet style across all the games and we're like, hey, what, what feels good and how can we mash it into one thing? Like the, the axe throwing mechanic um, is like very clearly built around headshots in an action, mostly melee combat game. Um, the boomerang effect is, I don't know, it kind of has a something about it that reminds me of old grappling hook mechanics for some weird reason there's all there's this like trade-off of you know whether or not you use your fist for uh building up the the stun damage to do hardcore hits which reminds me a lot of the most recent doom um that gets you like in there or staying away but you know slowly picking at things i it feels like there's just so many influences in that rather than doing what i suspect a lot of developers do when they set out to make a genre game and look at their peers it feels like this game looked 
at everything and and, yeah. and just wanted to like incorporate as many things that they know feel good no matter what the genre was and stuff it into a single game without um, like yeah. adhering to the baggage associated with those things and like uh, there's a lot to talk about here and that's why i think we're going to be dedicating most of this episode to it but like the idea of combos right uh past god of war games had like a combo meter and then you see that in like the ninja gaiden games and devil may cry and all the platinum games um is definitely present here because you have to do them to live you have to do them to like succeed in a fight but there's not like a number on the screen like going upwards um but even without that feedback i was pulling off some of the most like definitely the most satisfying combos i've ever had in like a god of war game before and also like maybe in any action game ever like being able to hack at a couple folks with my axe and then use my runic power and then toss my axe into a guy to freeze him and then just start punching the shit out of another guy like all of that stuff was so fluid and so cool without necessarily having a numerical or mechanical like reason behind it yeah I, I think part of the reason that feels so good is because just like the mechanics themselves like hitting things feels really good because mm -hmm. of a number of reasons so sound effects uh visual effects etc but also they designed it in such a way that like you do not need to remember x x y combo right to accomplish something cool and make yourself feel good so like the fact that you can like one of the most devastating combos in the game is just hold r1 like for a second and it like unleashes this like helicopter attack uh another is just like wait a second and then hit r1 like they're all really really simple in it and the end result is that it feels great but doesn't require you to memorize it's all the idea stuff. of yeah the mapping the combos and only letting you have two powerful combos at any time is yeah a relief I I, I I agree. I, I just it, it, most people end up just spamming the two combos they can learn anyway. So recognizing that I think is smart. Sorry, and Justin, it's what were also it's it's custom. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Juice. Uh, no, I I I don't know if it's useful to differentiate the the sort of powers from combos, but I think thinking of them as combos is interesting. I didn't think of them that way. I thought of them just as like uh, powers. But it's it's there's something about the way you're talking about like doing the idea of combos without like throwing a multiplier up on the screen. Um, and it is really cool how well the pieces of the combat in this game fit together in a way that makes you want to tie them uh, into a fluid thing, like throw your ax. Now you've got your, your bare fists, you pummel a guy and then you have your son, you know just pound him with arrows and then yeah. his stun meters up and then oh if you grab your axe back you know after, during the combo then you, you'll have that and ready to start again on the next cat like it it is one of the very few normally i am notorious for in an action game like character action game finding a series of moves that works well and then just like leaning on it um but god of war both demands that you branch out but also like rewards that with just being fun like it just it's fun. feels yeah. good i was to, i was to use different abilities i was doing shit not because it was like the tried and true best thing to do it's because everything you can do looks and feels fucking fantastic and so i was doing stuff and found myself doing stuff not because i had formulated like a best strategy around my combat but just because like i've felt like the god of war and had all these cool things i could do and so i wanted to try and do them in the coolest way possible um 
and we've talked that? a lot about. Well, sorry, I, I, have you seen that? Well, of course, you've seen this. That scene in uh, Captain America: Civil War, where it's Bucky and Captain America like beating the snot out of Iron Man, and the shield yeah. is bouncing around. That's what it feels like. Like that. That is like the closest like thing I could think of. Not. It's like not a video game, but that like everything just hitting so hard and, and rotating and switching up styles in a matter of, like, seconds. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, on top of that, like, a customization layer that I kind of bristled at um, for, like, for the first couple hours that I played the game because it is dense. There is a lot of stuff you can do. And I, I, I do think it is a I do think it is a genuine modern masterpiece. I think there was like one too many customization layers for my taste yeah. because you had these you have these runic powers that you can weave into your combos that have a like a cooldown associated with them and you can find new ones and you can upgrade those. You have skills that you can unlock as you sort of level up your your weapons that you can upgrade and customize. And then you choose what you want to spend your experience points on to to unlock. And that's true for Atreus, your your son as well. You unlock his powers also and can buy him new gear. You can buy yourself different armor pieces or find different armor pieces or craft different armor pieces and upgrade them individually and you can slot gems into each of them um it's like it's if it was a little bit too much management for me like if you could have cut out like the the gym enhancements maybe just like cut that out i feel like maybe yeah i think what would have been smarter if they had like locked all that stuff like like they were smarter about like easing you into that stuff where it was like okay for the first 10 hours of the game you're only gonna get armor that's it and then slowly but surely maybe you get a gem here or a gem there and then hour 20 you've got like a few gems to pick from but like they really do give you a ton of options very early and the gems are also kind of a pain in the ass too it makes it hard to compare gear like if you're trying to buy a new piece the stats of your currently equipped gear incorporate the gems that are slotted into it so it's like okay well if i really need to know what's best i need to go in and take all those gems out and also like you have to man if you want to change your gear. You have to manually pull each of those gems out, and I th- I don't know if you sell gear if those get automatically pulled out or if they're automatically sold. I don't know. I didn't ha- end up having to sell much of anything because I always had uh plenty of money. Um, there's also some weird like balance issues. Um, you you gain experience that lets you unlock new moves. That's also a resource that's being put into. Uh, the different powers, like the abilities, or we were talking about them as combos that you get. Um, and uh, that is hard because it you're using the experience that you spend on like buying new abilities to level up those powers. So it really can discourage you experimenting with new things because you got to spend a bunch of points to get them up to snuff, to get them to a point that the ones you're already comfortable with are at. Um, but then I hit a point like two thirds of the way through where I just had more points than I knew what to do with. Like I had bought everything that I could have. So like definitely felt like there's some sort of, I was like really struggling with them um, at first. And that made me not experiment with new abilities. Cause I didn't want to spend the points and, on and them. I just wanted to beef up my core stuff. The result of that is I hit a point where I felt like I was getting kind of weak. I was I was like falling behind the power curve a little bit. And so I just invested everything I had into a new loadout. And then that's all I used for the rest of the game. Yeah. Every Everything I found from that point on, I was just like, oh, okay, that's going in the old God bank. 
Um, so, so I, I had a few issues there, but I still, it, it does do a lot. Um, I, I made this complaint about Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Where you had like a bunch of different upgrade and customization options. And I didn't think that any of them felt especially meaningful. And so if that was the case, I was like holding on to everything and waiting for something that seemed like it would be meaningful. And the result is just that I wasn't getting powerful and it was weird and I didn't love it. At least in, in God of War, like when you do invest your, your points or uh, resources into like a new loadout or a new power that you've upgraded or whatever you do fucking feel it. Cause there are pretty big sort of tangible differences as, as you upgrade them. Um, yeah. So it I, had, it had that going for it. So I, I, there's, there are things about this and I, I do want to talk about like the story and the writing and everything. I don't want to get into spoilers, but like it's extremely good, but I did while we're sort of nigga talking about a little niggling things that like kind of bother us. Um, I think the combat is extremely, extremely good unless you're fighting one large single target, which happens a fair number of times in the game. And what then was it, your problem? It, What's your problem with that? It felt so you fight like the same ogre about 12 times. Right. It's the same dude with the same like large stone pillar. And he has basically the same moves. Sometimes he's fire. Sometimes he's ice. But by and large, he's the same ogre. And whenever I would do those fights, they just felt kind of um, damage sinky to the point where, like, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to parry attacks. He was just like this giant, like, damage soak. And I'd hurl my axe at him a bunch of times and I'd, like, whack him in the knees a few times. It just didn't feel great. There's actually a couple, like, true boss fights in the game that I feel the same way. Uh, I don't want to spoil things, but, like, like, when you're fighting very powerful guys um you're not talking about the first boss fight which is one of the greatest boss fights in video no, no, game no, no, history no, no, no. right okay which cool. i don't i don't really consider that like mechanically a boss fight like that it happens in the first 10 minutes and it's more of a cutscene than anything you're out of your fucking mind you're a, a whack job and i'm glad what? the show's over you're in such a nutcase it's a boss fight I think it's, and a it's great, like one of the best it's fucking an awesome boss fight but ever. i don't th i didn't find it like necessary I, to like I, use I, I mechanics know what, i know what fresh means i mean it's not even that whether or not it's necessary you actually don't have many of the mechanics yeah no so yeah, like totally. you're kind of like, just learning how to it's a it's it's a very, it's a very tutorial. good boss fight it's also a tutorial hey yes fresh stick did you um did you like the uh, mm, like talking about fighting fi fighting the ogres did you like that any better when See, I really dug that when it was part of a larger encounter where like yes. managing that was like part of part of the I fun. Especially ogres little... specifically, because if you pile damage onto them, um, you can stun them and climb on top and well, weaponize that, so them. So that's two those are two two different guys. There's like the trolls with the giant like stone pillars, and then there's the guys you can climb on. So those are two different enemies. I did find uh, the okay, guys yeah, you can yeah, climb yeah. on a little better. Th there is one instance for the most part of like a recurring single target fight that is if you've played the game and you've played the post game you know what i'm talking about there's like a post game series of fights yes 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 involving a single target and those in my opinion are excellent yeah but but through the campaign whenever it was like a single target fight i i felt myself kind of bouncing off of it be mostly because like whenever i would do the group fights against like a batch of six or eight enemies however many it would feel so good. Yeah. So the fact that like those other fights felt like kind of a drag to me was a bummer. But I, again, I think that's just like 
them figuring out ways to make the combat more unique batman for what it's worth another game that i absolutely love those uh, arkham games had the same issue which yeah. is like well it's f- it, you know once you were fighting like a character like bane you're just gonna you punch him a thousand some, times yeah How, yeah, yeah you just lose some of the finesse of it did you get to the end game fights yeah that's sort of what i was oh, referring. You didn't, I didn't, oh yeah, yeah you you thought i that's surprising i mean i i i feel no, like those are like, excellent oh, he okay. likes those I'm saying a lot okay those uh, are excellent um, i think those are really well designed and like feel like the best possible dark souls boss fights imaginable like i always love those dark souls boss fights that are like human v human but like it's like a total like battle the of wills. father the father gascons of the world yeah exactly um, so we've, like that, we've, we've only talked about the mechanics and the mechanics are very good okay we should talk about the story, story is like why i think i'm going to remember this game like i think it's why it's going to like stand out and and, and maybe it's it is like uh, perfectly executed it is it's also just like i could not shake the feeling the whole time i was playing it that it's got a war and if there was one franchise that I thought would tell a compelling story about being a parent, it was going to be fucking God of War. Like I could not shake the the uh, how how wild that is the whole time I was playing it because man, it it does a very good and surprisingly, and this is not uh, an adjective I ever thought I would ever 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 apply to this series. A very reserved job of of telling this like nuanced story about you, about a relationship can you guys think of another sequel uh and, and sequels like a stretch but a, a re launch a revamp uh th- that was so much about subverting the games that came before it um because like, i think zelt Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was a Breath of the Wild was a return to like the uh, aesthetic of the first, but it was reverting. It was going against like Skyward Sword, yeah, and that. Well, I'm even more thinking from a narrative perspective because, like, for me, God of War is like is interesting because a lot of games take the mechanics and and like we're gonna make this feel like it used to feel. God of War is very unique is unique i think unless i'm forgetting some games but like unique in that it is a game that is sort of obsessed with regret for the actions of its main character in the other games games that like lauded his sort of brutality and his single-mindedness this character is a character that and this story is one that is undercutting what the entire rest of the franchise yeah. is about. It's fascinating. So I think I think it exists elsewhere in two spots that go to what I thought this game was vibing like from the beginning. Uncharted. <sighs> Uncharted 4 is that story-wise. It's yeah. supposed to be maybe I shouldn't have done any of these adventures. Um and the new Tomb Raider, the, yeah, the Tomb for Raider sure. that was that yet. was the only one I could think yeah, of. Yeah, the promise of the new Tomb Raider, and they've kind of done it in previous ones, but it seems like they're going hard on on the upcoming one. Is oh, I think even the first the first Tomb to uh, of the new Tomb Raider games, uh, not again. It really doesn't feel like a sequel as much as it feels like a complete relaunch of the of the series, but it feels much more. Uh, I don't know. It it has a completely different vibe from the old the old yeah. Tomb Raider games. But, but I mean, specifically the plot of the new one is 
oh, actually robbing tombs is despicable. Bad. Yeah. Um, mm. Which is like, oh, okay. That's the name of the game. Um, and I think God of War is the exact same thing. But yeah, I, I other than those, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can kind of think of, and this isn't quite that, but the shift from Grand Theft Auto 2 to Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, I don't necessarily know that was the that best says. direction. No, well, I know, but I'm not, I'm not saying it was the right direction. But I sure. think it it makes a pretty significant shift in terms of like the tone and critiquing the tone. Yeah, Same it's, with it's wild in that it it manages to reinvent God of War, but in a way that makes this feel very much like the second half of a great novel. You know, almost like the the first half was very much about a character seeking revenge, and the second half is about the costs of that and like the hidden price sure. well, of that. And, and like that's something like film and books have done, but like I don't know that you've ever seen video games which are so much about the power of fantasy subvert that power of fantasy in in this in this sense. Certainly not within the bounds of the same ostensibly same series the thing that you you have to keep in mind is and people i think sort of forget that like they associate dave jaffe with like all of the original god of war games but barlog was worked like he was correct me if i'm wrong the lead director on two that is correct which was the correct. best of them before which was this excellent one. like fantastic so like it's what's really interesting is like he has been with this game the whole way pretty much i'm pretty sure he worked on the first game as well he did yeah and lead animator on the first one lead animator so like he's been with it the whole way and so like who better to sort of appreciate these like twists and turns and potentially missteps tonally and then and then like do something completely different like turn that on its ear like how else could you be working on the same thing for 20 years or however long it's been and still keep it fresh in your mind and not have it be like a dr like a slog. Yeah. You don't a even have bar, to a Corey Bar slog. You don't even bar have slog. to go that that far to see the parallel of like I and I don't I don't mean to read into the contents of of Mr. Barlog's heart, but the the idea that he might like he has become a father since this like like in the middle of this franchise and like i wonder if there's some part of him that felt a need to atone for the game like the 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 tenor of the those existing yeah god of war games like okay if i'm going to show my son or my my daughter i, I don't actually know i'm going to show my child like this is how a person acts this is this is an acceptable way do i need to now undercut that to like show them that there is a price to that and that people can grow and change like it's it's really yeah interesting. it's interesting I, I my read on it and again who i don't know i haven't i think plant has spoken but i don't know specifically <clears throat> is that again if you're going to be working with the same character for that long having them be a one note angry guy for that long is just a bad character like you just it's just bad if they just if they just made god of war four I, I was kind of I felt the same way about Uncharted 4 where when Uncharted 4 ended I was like okay that's it no no more Uncharted games 
we can't we yeah. can't do this again especially not with the sort of introspective tone that this game had um and i felt the same way after god of war 3 where i enjoyed it but by the time i reached the end i was like okay that's it right like we can't no more psp games ready at dawn y'all are doing a, the, the lord's work over there uh wow. the only people making psp games but we gotta stop right if this was just god of war 4 it would have been even if it had been great it still would have just been okay if that makes any sense um sure. and what what it is we we've I, I don't know i feel like we haven't actually like talked about what makes the story great and i think it may be difficult to do so without spoiling it right um i i do want to mention one thing about the story that it won't be a spoiler but i think is probably the hardest thing that they do that no other i really can't remember another game that did it there is a ton a ton of prattle in this game and by prattle i mean like back and forth uh, like conversations between two or more characters and it's done not as like core storytelling mechanics it's all like ancillary like side story stuff world building learning like cute little dial whatever cute little like stories or myths or whatever that they're talking to each other about and invariably whenever games try to do this i check out 100 percent. yeah i usually don't read flavor text in games i know how much time is spent writing that stuff i really have a respect for the people that do it i just don't read it and here I was so engaged that like whenever a story was being told and I was in the canoe and I was rowing, I would sit and wait at the beach until the story was finished because yes. I really honestly cared. It's amazing. It, it, That's an amazing it, it, accomplishment. It, it, not only does it do that, it made me care about like Norse mythology, which I had no fascination with before going into this game for like the first time ever. Like it explores, it does a good amount of not just character building, but world building as well in a way that I like could, I really sank my teeth into. Um, but, but to like go back to what I said about it being like reserved, that to me is like what made it so special and it's what made it so um, successful as a story about a, a father and son because it has it has these it has these moments these like emotional spikes but you you have to work for them and they come at points in the story where they feel very realistic like that the, the that development of that relationship is very well paced and very um even though it's taking place in this like fantastical world it feels very realistic because it's it would be way too obvious if it's just like in chapter 2 you know, the boy saves Kratos's life or something. And he's like, boy, I'd love you. Like that would have been kind of busted. Um, and it, it, nothing is obvious like that in the game. And it's what makes the moments that they do have. And there's not like, it's not a tearjerker, right? It's not constantly trying to deliver these emotional payloads. And that's why whenever they do, it, even if it's in like a very, very, very subtle, very quiet moment, um, it it hits with like tectonic force. Um, and I, I don't want to mention any of them here because they are very, very special moments that are like the the I think the reason why I loved the game so much. So I don't want to spoil them, but it's the it is the scarcity and realism with which those moments are delivered that really just blew my fucking brain it it really really blew me away um yeah it's it a also great game. Oh, sorry it, it also does open world stuff i think in a, a equally sort of reserved i i i don't like character action games or open world games 
basically at all anymore. Like a new open world game will come out, like a Far Cry or a uh, Just Cause Three, and I'll play it for like a couple hours, and I'll be like, I don't want to invest all the time to run around this whole place. Um, and the same thing for like character action games, like Bayonetta Two. I picked that up, and I was like, Hey, I bounced off this before. Maybe I'll get into it now, and I bounced off it just right, right again. But I'll be damned if like this game didn't didn't make me care about both of the things, both the character action elements and the open world elements. It is is fucking good. Ten out of ten. So, well, I think the I think what why it works as an open world game is similar to why like the Tomb Raider reboot did, which is to say it doesn't feel like an open world game unless you want it to. So you can like play it as like a linear story game, and then but you can also do side stuff and like there's reasons to do the side stuff, but like it still stands on its own feet as like a linear story game which is cool it also uh, does a great job of capturing the feel of a parental funeral and this is the opening of the game so i don't think i'm spoiling anything but it opens up with a parental funeral and there's so much relatable stuff there like how 90 seconds after walking away from the funeral, your dad punches a treasure chest so hard that the lid explodes. <laughs> mm. It's just really like stuff that really uh, resonated with me. And everyone gets knives at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The dad gives the son a knife and then yells oh. at him a lot for not stabbing the animal. Right. And then he punches another treasure chest so hard that the lid explodes. It's like, yeah, that's me. Did we talk about the interrupting dialogue thing? Um, it's got a really cool and and talk about like small things that I don't think I have seen anywhere else. Um, you are often like, uh, sometimes Kratos will be telling a story. So the the open world is connected by this big lake. And a lot of times you'll be, um, kind of rowing to your next objective or it sometimes even happens like while you're climbing on something, if you're in the middle of a long climb, Kratos, uh, will, or another character will start to tell an anecdote um, and if you arrive at where you're going, um, pretty much every game you, you like lose that it's just gone. Um, you never hear the rest of that dialogue or whatever, but this game will actually provide another character to give a contextual prompt for what, like, Hey, you were telling us about some giants can you finish that story? And, and and sometimes like you were in the middle of a story or you were almost done with that story or you had just started a story about giants. Can you pick up where you left off? And they'll start telling the story like from from the point they were at. It's amazing. Like it's, it's, so yeah, it's such a smart idea. Yeah. A lot of this stuff that it's astonishing we haven't talked about this yet is uh, in service of the fact that it is one long camera shot camera never cuts away the whole time unless you i guess go to the pause menu or die and when you die god the game reloads so fucking fast it is a miracle from christ on high when you die it's like oh no i died press x to rest oh i'm back in it again it is so fucking good um but when you don't die it's the game's just one long camera shot which i remember reading about in like a review before i started playing and i was like wow that sounds like the coolest shit ever and then i started playing and i instantly forgot about it which yeah. i think is the yeah. best which is the optimal way to sort of appreciate this this feature of the game but then like looking back at it and realizing what they did it is uh it is a a a game design feat that is almost beyond comprehension yeah they do um 
a tr they generally like are very smart about hiding loads in interesting ways so like when you go into the whatever central area to like port to another realm there's like a very drawn out animation that you're sort of waiting to complete before you can move on which like again hiding a load screen the interesting one for me is there's a fast travel mechanic where you go through the world tree it's like a creepy ghost tree and um effectively it's like a long looping path that never ends truth be told like if you could run forever you'd be able to run forever essentially but the idea is after a certain amount of time after the game is actually loaded to where whatever area you're going next a door appears and even though i knew that the game was just hiding that load screen i would always 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 sprint through that stupid tree thinking that i would get to that stupid door sooner yeah even though i knew i would not <laughs> um and that is uh, a testament to like how good the magic trick is that you really think oh i need to actually travel around this tree to like get to the spot that i need to go to nope you don't you know but uh it's a very so good video game N nintendo labo for uh, yeah labo game of the year game of the month year year oh wow shit are we so yeah, i guess we're we gonna jump all right into then it. we'll do our first annual episode 2019 i guess okay sounds good because we already <laughs> decided on labo yeah. uh how's may looking for the may episode uh <laughs> let me just see here we got uh i'm looking forward to checking out um Sly Spy on Switch. <laughs> Johnny Turbo's Arcade Sly Spy Secret Agent. It's a hell of a what title. better time to switch Coming. to annual because it is unquestionably the slowest May I could ever remember in the video game history. Like, Star it is Trek outrageous how little is coming out in May. A CCG is in early access in May. Um, Woof's a daisy, y'all. This is what happens. You have bangers in 2017, and then it's Sleepy Time Junction. Well, uh, we had bangers in the first quarter we, we, sure, of 2018. Sure, but not in the quotient that yeah, we had I guess not. last year. Just... Yeah, State of Decay is like the only thing. Ooh. I should maybe like stretch out God of War. You know, I'm hurtling towards the finish. I think I might just like try to stretch that out a little bit. Flashbacks. Teacher's, flashbacks teacher's, out June 7th. Teach your son how to shave. <laughs> right. Um, well, folks, that's going to do it for us forever. Um, thanks so much for listening to the besties. Uh, I will say this. I don't know if we're going to continue to do annual episodes. Uh, I don't know if the podcast feed will necessarily be the best method of doing that. Um, like I, I will try if it is possible. Um, but I don't know, but like if I'm going to still have like if these accounts will stay active or whatever. You could just, we could get it up on Art19. That's not a problem. Well, I mean, it's assuming a lot. Should like, we be doing this on time. the podcast? Are we no, doing I'm just this telling people if they want to find us again, like where we'll be at. Like it'll probably be on YouTube too. If you want to subscribe to Polygon. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on YouTube. For I sure. think I will strive and ensure that it gets up on the right feed. Don't worry about it. Somebody, that. somebody will make sure it happens. Somebody will. We'll Maybe keep a light on I, I, I have abandoned enough podcasts and tried to return to them to say that sometimes people go out of business. Providers shut down. Things happen. So I'm just saying. That's true. Um, but uh, all things change, just like the besties change. But I, I will say we've had a lot of fun here today. Um, well, about the regular amount of fun for besties episode and medium, uh, medium amount of fun. But uh, I this could be this could be fun. This because I want there to be some. I have, like I have uh, 
deeply enjoyed all the times that we have done the besties, both in sickness and in health. And uh, I uh, really appreciate people who've, against all odds and reasons, stuck with this goofy podcast uh, this whole way. So thank you to you sincerely. We we very much appreciate it. This might I be do a- want to say something to those people. Like the bummer is like you guys, the fans, will not have any opportunity to listen to any of us in any other venues. That's true. We're going dark. It's like all of all four of us just will not have any other outlets for uh I'll tell you if podcasting. you're not listening to History of Fun, you should. It's a very good podcast about the histories, the secret histories behind fun things. Um <laughs> and you should you would very much it is it is Chris and it is fresh and it is Allegra and it's a very good show. Thank you, Justin. I'm just saying um, it's a good program. Also very successful and good is Sawbones, a great podcast that Justin does with his lovely wife. Hey, got a book coming out this October, bit.ly forward slash Sawbones book. Buy my book. Um, Buy my book. And <laughs> The Adventure Zone is also very good. Hey, thanks, man. What Wonderful. We... Let's name them all. Let's, let's go, go down let's the, go list. the whole family. Um, I want to, before we wrap up, uh, I want to know predictions for the next episode that we do this December. Oh, What's going to be the hot shit? I think God of War is going to merit a big discussion, I think, for Goaty. I think yeah, I'm I, gonna... there's going to be a, a few of them. I think God of War certainly is has a very good chance. Red Dead, very, very good chance. What? Yeah, Red, Red Dead. Red Dead 2. Comes out in October. Oh, yeah. You said Red Dead. I know. I, about... I stuttered. Uh, Red <laughs> let me hit you with this. Let me scoop you up a big doll of Spider-Man. The coming this September. Oh yeah, Spider Man. Sure. Um, Do you know what's gonna win? And it's gonna be very appropriate because I think it won or it almost won the very first uh, annual Besties Award. What? Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> oh it's, wow! It, it ends this year. The full game comes I know, I'm out very excited. this year. I'm Do you remember there was a time when we were like, "Hey, maybe we can't give it." best game of the year this year because surely it will be finished next year and that <laughs> like 2013 or whatever the hell yeah that does sound familiar the crew too come on now you're uh, having some fun it's gonna be I'm a call of duty it's gonna be a battlefield i don't know there's a lot of x factors honestly like until really good. july and august look fucking rough things pick back up around uh spider-man shadow of the tomb raider september but yeah. um, Shamu oh. th- Shamu three. How about a game of lucky hit again with me, your old pal Shenmu? <laughs> is that the guy's name? Yeah, his name is Lucky Hit Shenmu. Knew it. All right, all right. Lucky so Hit thank- Shenmu, the forklift man. I want to. I I let's wrap up on a great note. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the besties. Be sure to join us again next end of calendar year mm. for the besties. <laughs> because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties! besties.